Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Now, everybody else, put your hands together and clap your hands to the Lord. Shout, praise the Lord. Come on, do it with a voice of triumph. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. It's, a, it's an honor to be at camp meeting. I was trying to figure how long I've been coming to camp meeting. I hadn't missed a year since over there in the Coliseum. We had, we had camp meeting however long ago that was. We had uh, my first time to come to camp meeting. My children were small, and that was a long time ago. But it's, uh, it's an honor to always to be here. This is a, uh, a big part of our life is coming to camp meeting, and we uh, give honor to Pastor Holmes. Now, Brother Nathan Holmes working with him. This church, uh, all the people that's cooking next door, what great food. Thank you very much. And uh, everybody moving around with a servant's heart, thank you so much. God bless you. I, I was in the fellowship hall uh, last night, and a brother came up, introduced me to a man. He may be here uh, tonight. He said it was his first time to come to a Pentecostal church. I said, well, we welcome you. This is not the only model building we have. We have several different models. And uh, this is just one of them. And uh, we uh, hope he's back here tonight. And God will do something in his life. And he could leave here saying, I want to be a Pentecostal. Praise God. Hallelujah. I uh, have thoroughly enjoyed all the preaching the teaching has been tremendous, and um, I'm going to hurry up and get out of the way. Looking forward to hearing Brother, Brother Alviar. He always does a great job. Uh, I want to thank you for the opportunity, Pastor Holmes, for being here, but I'm looking for my pastor. Where's he at? I want to give honor to my pastor, Brother Brian Taylor, him and his wife, and I'm very grateful. I don't feel like today I'd, uh, I'd be a shipwreck except God placed a man of God in my life and that was brother brian taylor sister taylor i honor them greatly god bless them praise god hallelujah first corinthians the 15th chapter first corinthians the 15th chapter the ninth 19th verse when you there say amen if in this life only we have hope in christ we of all men most miserable if in this life only we have hope in christ we of all men most miserable joel 2 and 28 joel 2 and 28 you should know that there it shall come to pass afterward that i will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams your young men shall see visions now would you put your bibles down put your hands together shout god bless the word we need your help today praise god praise god hallelujah you may be seated in the presence of the lord i once heard it said that the best thing that could happen to our churches and to our walk with god is when the old men's dreams become the young men's visions. 
I'm so grateful today that God has placed men in my life, elders that had some, some dreams. And, and they're talking, they're preaching, they're teaching some way, something called in me. And I begin to see what they believe. Uh, we, we see that the, the, the elders today, I, I talk to many of them and they're concerned. They're concerned about the direction of the church. And, and, uh, I, and, and I begin to see what they're dreaming and what they're seeing. And, and I want to know today, I want the devil to know that there's still a lot of young men that loves this apostolic truth. They heard your, your dreams, elder. I said they heard your dreams and they got a vision of it. And they still preaching one God. They still preaching baptism in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. They still believe that we can be separated from the world, the way we dress, the way places we go, the way we do things. I'm so happy today that I've got a vision. I don't want to see a new age church, emergent church. I want to see an apostolic church the way I was raised. Just a few months ago, I buried my daddy and I preached at his funeral and I preached the things that my daddy wanted to hear and the things that I believed because he put it in my heart. Thank God we still got some dreamers and we still got some folks in here that get a vision in their spirit and a vision in their heart and say, I see it, I love it, I want it. This camp meeting's not for your entertainment. It's for you to come here and get a hold of something from God and for a vision to be given and dreams to be told that you can leave this place on fire for God. We have, we have allowed the charismatics to steal our phrases long enough. We, we're concerned about, well, we won't use this word because they use it. We won't use this phrase because they use it. The charismatics come out from us. We didn't come out from them. I'll be honest, I don't care so much about Holy Spirit. I still like to say Holy Ghost. I know it means the same, but I'm just going to tell you something. I just like the old school stuff. I like old school preaching. I like old school singing. Hallelujah. Well, shout to the Lord. But I've heard him say, we're going to give a prophetic word and it's a bunch of junk. But I'm telling you that we as apostolic Pentecostals, we have the ability to give a prophetic word. We can say, hey, I'm telling you there's a healing in this place tonight. And if you're here needing a healing, you can leave here healed. There is a prophetic word in this building tonight. It belongs to you. And if I can encourage you home mission preachers uh, and pastors, if I can encourage every help in the church, uh, if I can encourage every Sunday school teacher, why don't you go home speaking prophetic words? God's going to give us revival. God's going to give us a move of the Holy Ghost. Come on, speak it now. We believe it in Jesus' name.
Oh. I'm not speaking of the old goofy blab it and grab it stuff. I'm not talking about the goofy name it and claim it stuff. I believe we got to use wisdom with our prophetic word. If 50 people's in your church and you declare tonight 100's going to get the Holy Ghost, the math don't add up. Praise God. You've got a prophetic Cadillac dream and you, you're living on a Volkswagen budget. Just, just calm down until the Cadillac comes. Praise God. And you know, that's really dumb when, we, when, when you've got that prophetic word, but you, you've got to have balance and wisdom with it. I heard a man that was writing faith checks went to jail. <laughs> Praise God. So, you know, be wise with it. I was in a meeting. A man walked up to me and handed me a $100 bill. He said, he said, Brother Joyner, I want you to have this. And I thanked him. He said, I gave you $1,000. And I, I know $100 when I see $100. And he said, I'm going to, I don't even remember how he said it, but basically something like when you give this, you sow a seed into this. And then when that seed comes back and it's going to double, the seven folds and your basket's going to run over. And I gave you a thousand bucks. When I went to the store, it was a hundred dollars. Still a hundred dollars. But I'm going to tell you, prophetic word leaves right here from the pulpit. I have found out that those folks that needs counseling all the time, they're not really listening to preaching. Need to see you in the office. Need to talk to you. Need, I got this problem. I got that problem. And I'm, if you just get into the church, tune your ears in, listen to the preaching. The preaching takes care of a lot of stuff. Thank God for preaching of the word. You, you, you need to see me after church. I'm out from under the anointing. I'm, I'm out from under speaking the words of God. I may tell you something goofy. Come to me and listen to me preach. I tell my folks, I, I can be under the anointing and the words are right. The preaching's right. It'll fix your problem. It'll heal you. It'll take care of you. The word of God. Everybody wants hocus pocus. Get it right here. Give it to me. Just listen to the preaching. It's a prophetic word. I'm telling you the dumbest thing I ever seen. I, in 2004, I was diagnosed with throat cancer. I come to meetings like this. And when a preacher said there's a healing in the house, I was to my feet. If you can ever get a hold to the word of God that the preacher's preaching to you and you come needing a blessing and the preacher said there's a blessing, you are to open your antennas and say, here I am. If you're not able to stand up, that's one thing. But if you're able to get to your feet, you are to say, I receive the word of God. It belongs to me. It belongs to me. It belongs to me. Every healing, every blessing, the anointing of God, it belongs to me. I won't take no. Hard answer. But we need a vision where there's no where there is no vision. The people will perish. 
And I come to tell you tonight, when there is no hope in the future, there is no power in the present. When you can't hope for the future, yeah, I'll tell you what keeps you going It's when you're going through the worst trial of your life And you know that there's another side to this thing It's when you're facing a battle But you know that there's another side to it Don't stop Don't quit I've got hope in the future God's going to take care of me I've got a feeling everything's going to be alright Hope in the future gives you power in the present. If you didn't have hope, the devil could trap you in the ground. But when you have hope, you look the devil in the eye and say, You can't stop me. You can't stop the church. I'm going to live by God. Anyhow, shout yes to him. We can be as Joseph was with a dream if we don't allow our circumstances to dictate our future. Amen. I'm being hated by my brethren, sold into slavery, lied on by the boss's wife, locked up in the uh, prison house. But the main thing Joseph done, he kept believing the dream. He kept believing the dream. No matter what I'm going through, God's going to carry me through it. I'm going to believe the dream that God has given me. Nebuchadnezzar dreamed a dream, woke up and couldn't remember it. You ever done that one? He brought in his voodoo men and said, voodoo men, I dreamed a dream. Tell it to me. And they're like, oh, we're really not that good at giving you the dream. God gives it and uh, we can interpret it, but we can't tell you the dream. He said, well, I'll tell you what to do. If you don't tell me my dream, I'm going to chop you up and your houses will turn into dunghills. Now, about that time, if I couldn't come up with an interpretation, I'd have pulled a Haman. Uh, real nice car, King, you was going to give me a house. And, but he said, I'm going to chop you up. And what that tells me, if you can't get a dream... Listen to me, pastors. Get a vision. Listen to me, saints of God. If you can't get a dream, then you begin to be broken up in pieces. What's wrong with our church? It looks like it's scattered. Maybe go back and re-examine the dream and the vision that God has given you. And say, wait a minute, I'm fixing to rebuild this thing. Amen. I'm going to get a dream for myself. I'm going to get a vision of revival. I'm going to get a vision of people getting the Holy Ghost. I'm going to get a vision of of running buses and, and, and working out there and winning souls to God. I refuse to be broken in pieces. I refuse to give up my dream. Amen. I'm going to do everything that I have. But then he also said, if you can get the dream, there's going to be blessings. There's going to be gifts. And there's going to be honor. If you can just go back home to your churches and get a hold to your dream, God's got gifts and rewards for you. God's going to honor you if you can get a restoration of your dreams. When you lose your vision, you're stumbling in the darkness. Open your eyes and say, God, in this meeting, show me the direction and you want me to go I'll live for you I'll serve you I'll do what you have me to do 
I wish somebody in here right now would begin to declare a prophetic word. I'm going back home to revival. We've been struggling with empty pews long enough. Is anybody going to respond? We've been struggling with empty pews long enough. I'm going home and I'm preaching until the pews fill up. I'm going back home and singing until the pew. I've been in the valley of discouragement, but I'm fixing to change some things. If there ain't but five people, I'm going to preach like the house is on fire until God does something and sends revival. Somebody speak faith right now. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. And say we need a healing. We want revival. We want a move of God. There's needs all in this building. I said there's needs all in this building. Preachers fighting your health. Situations in your life. Get a hold to the dream again. Bible said as a man thinketh in his heart that's what he is you, you talk defeat all the time you're going to be defeated but you talk victory you're going to be victorious I don't want to be around negative people I want to be around folks that says we having it God's doing it God's doing it you may not see it but walk by faith a little while now faith is a substance of things hope for hey i've got some hope i got some, i don't see it i'm gonna hope for it i can't touch it but i'm gonna hope for it god is gonna get revival but if you're not careful temporary circumstances will make you lose your dreams and visions when the Philistines stole the Ark of the Covenant, the daughter-in-law of Eli heard that her husband was killed. Her husband died. Eli died. Her baby was born. And in that very moment, she dictated her future by naming a son. The glory of the Lord is departed. Ichabod. In this building tonight, there's some folks that came saying, I've got to have a word from God. I'm I'm begging you, don't let what's happening in your life right now dictate your future. The battle that you're going through, don't you go naming it Ichabod because I'm telling you the ark will come back. That, that shaky ground that you own, don't, don't let that be your future. Because the Lord will bring you through. The Spirit of God will come back again. Yeah, yeah, I don't care what Sister Sally's going around doing at the church. I don't care what Brother John is saying. I just come to tell you right now, it don't matter what they're doing. God's church is God's church. There ain't nobody big enough to destroy it. Nobody's big enough to tear it down. You've got to get a hold of this thing. 
and say what I'm going through right now that's not going to be my future the battle that I'm facing right now that is not going to be my future I've heard from the Lord I'm speaking a prophetic word I'm going to make it through it you can have the coat of many colors dipped in blood and all appearances says Joseph is dead but really 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 something's happening already in another kingdom Jacob looked at the bloody coat and he said it's over the Bible said he knew it fear is faith in your enemy he looked at that bloody bloody coat and he believed a lie and he let that dictate his future I'm going to tell you whatever the appearance is and you're looking at it it may look like a bloody coat to you and it may look like it's all over I don't feel like I can go another step I don't think I can make it another day but I come to tell you it's not the way it appears well your kingdom look like it's all shook up something's going on in the spirit realm God is taking care of things even as we talk to the prophetic word of God home mission pastor I, I, I just had a burden today as I was praying for our home mission pastors and your struggle and your fights I've just come to tell you it's not the way it appears I know it's been hard but would you just get up again go back to that storefront we got pastors here owning property but you can't get your buildings built and it looks like the economy and everything looks so bad don't you take the bloody coat of evidence because it's really not true I'm telling you won't you go back home and walk around that property saying in the name of Jesus there's going to be a building built here in the name of Jesus I'm claiming the glory of God there's going to be a building built here come on would you do it go home won't you do it right now would a whole mission pastor begin to walk around here and say in the name of Jesus we're not going to be in a storefront always God's going to give us revival God's going to give us revival God sent me God sent me we're going to have revival hope 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 we walk by faith not by sight I can't see it but I'm hoping for it would you begin to lift your hands now there's some suffering people in here it looks like there's no way through it but I come to tell you weeping may endure for a night but I got hope that morning's coming weeping may endure for a night but I'm hoping in the morning time everything's going to be alright joy joy will come in the morning why don't you reach over and get a hold of somebody if it's appropriate can our home mission pastors and I'm closing but can our home mission pastors either step out in the aisle or make your way down here pastor's wife I want you to believe God 
I'm speaking a word that God's going to send you home to a greater revival. Reach over and find someone. That's it. Come on, brother. In the name of Jesus, you're not struggling by yourself. You're not all by yourself. Would you help me? Come on, man. Come on, preachers. In the name of Jesus, it feels hopeless and useless. You feel like you're all by yourself. But there's thousands of people standing behind you tonight. Come on, preachers. There is a revival. There is a revival. Come on, we got hope. Quit being miserable. We have hope. Can the pastors help us pray? Come on, home missionary. Come on, struggling pastors. Won't you come? Come on, men of God all over this building. Let's pray with these people. Hope, hope, hope. There's hope. There's hope. There's hope. Every saint of God in here, would you please take a burden right now? Reach your hand this way and begin to speak revival, speak a healing. There's people in here needs a healing tonight. And I'm telling you, your case is not hopeless. Come on.